everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Kyle with me and we want to welcome back Brett after missing a few episodes. Welcome back, Brett. Glad to be here. We missed you the last few episodes, especially in our dramatic interpretation of David and Goliath. <laughs> I know how much you love those episodes. Kyle was uh, begging to be on that one. So I said, it's okay, Kyle. You could, you could. Yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we're in the middle of our Facing the Giants series uh, at church, and this past Sunday, uh, Pastor Robert gave a, a sermon, and there was something that he said that was a little bit confusing to me, so I thought we might be able to get a little bit started on that uh, topic. So during his sermon at the beginning, he was talking about different ways that we greet each other, and one of the things that he said was, a common greeting that we have is, how are you? And then he said, why do we even greet each other like that? Maybe we should greet each other with, how are you, you? And I was a little confused. So <laughs> would you guys like to comment a little bit about that? Because I was I was kind of lost. So I thought it would be a good place for us to, to discuss because maybe there might be other people that are like me and were a little bit lost when he said that too. Yeah, I, I wasn't in service. So when you, when you asked that, I was a little confused as to what is he trying to ask. But if I play, I play it over in my head it kind of seems like he's not asking like how you're doing, but like what makes you who you are or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Man, he could say quick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pastor Robert had to go to kind of both sides of the audience. He was looking for a response and he, both times he didn't get much, but yeah, I kind of got it on the second one, but I still was like, okay, but where's he going with this? It didn't really make sense to me, but yeah, it's more of what makes you, you. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes a lot more sense when he, you consider what he was actually trying to talk about in his sermon because the sermon was focusing on uh, our false self and our destined self and how a lot of times in our culture uh, it encourages us to create a false self, especially with social media and who do we want to present ourselves as. And that can really get in the way of us living out of who God made us to be. And so sometimes uh, in our lives when we put up such Put, put so much effort into creating our false self when giants and adversity come, then there's nothing really there to uh, go against those giants because it's just a false self. It's not really who we are. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> well, I thought you guys wanted to talk a little bit more on the subject because, you know... You guys had a better explanation than I did. It took me like <laughs> a few days for me to figure out what he was even talking about. Yeah, I th I think it's interesting when you just ask the question, how are you, right? You really get a surface answer or often you can get a surface answer. But when you say, when, when he shifted to how are you, you, then it's really like, what makes you, you? Mm. And then it's like, that's a question where you can't just give like a, a flippant answer or just pass something off. You have to like go deeper. So I think when he went that direction, yeah, it made sense with, yeah, you're trying, he wants us to dig into what's our destined self. Like what's, how has God designed us? And that's mm -hmm. really our church's mission for people to think that way. And sometimes I, yeah, I think we, we kind of don't challenge each other in that, in that light um, by just, you know, going to those easy questions or the ones where you can just give the kind of patent answer. Yeah, I, I wasn't in service, but hearing hearing you guys talk about it, it, it seems like 
the question he's asking, um, not that it's the opposite of like, how are you? But when you ask someone like, how are you? You typically get a response of like how they're feeling mm-hmm. or the things that are going on around them or... Or just good. Or, or like, <laughs> yeah, just like their state of being. Yeah, yeah. But when you ask, how are you, you, it's like, it's like, I don't care. It's almost like I don't care about how you're doing, but like, what makes you, you like, what do you stand for? What are your priorities? What are your morals? What are the things that you see that you bring to the table where it it, it doesn't matter about the situation going on or maybe how you're feeling. And so it kind of cuts through maybe some of the surface Mm -hmm. that could be there and kind of gets to the core. And I think it's a good check, you know, every now and then to, to take a look at our lives in terms of how we're doing. And like, is that reflective of who we are and, and how we actually are? Because just thinking of myself right now, if you were to ask me, like, how am I, I, I would tell you, you know, the busyness, the mm. tiredness, the, oh, I got to take care of this. I'm doing okay. I'm just kind of struggling thinking about this. But if you were to ask me, like, what makes me, me, it's like, okay, that's a totally different thing that mm. I have to go mm-hmm. to and think of. It kind of it kind of gets to, like, the character, um, the deeper kind of quality traits, things like that. Yeah, and I think that is going to the heart of, really what part of this series is about in terms of facing our giants is that, you know, when we deal with adversity, when we face giants, that's really when our true character comes out. And that's really what God wants to transform in us is that he wants to transform our character into the character in the likeness of Jesus. And so as we face different giants, we recognize how either how far away we are or how close we are to having that type of character Mm -hmm. and what are we putting our trust in. So I, yeah, I, I really appreciate that question, and thanks, guys, for helping me to <laughs> decipher what he was talking about because I was really, yeah, I was at a loss for part of that sermon because I was really trying to figure out what he was asking. Okay, so like we said, we're continuing our series on Facing Giants, so as I was thinking about what we could talk about for this episode, uh, I got a picture, and the picture that came to mind was, you know, when you're a little kid, or at least when I was a little kid. I don't know about you guys. I mean, Kyle, for you, it was probably a really long time ago. Ooh, <laughs> ouch. Man. Hey, I'm in the same decade of years right now as you, so <laughs> a couple of years you'll be able to talk smack. But right now, man, nah. I just got to take it when I can. <laughs> um, anyway, when I, okay, so when I was a little kid, one of the things that we used to do at nighttime was we used to get a flashlight and we used to project it on the wall and then, you know, you'd, put your fingers up and it's like, oh, look, there's a bunny on the wall. And then sometimes, you know, depending on how far away the flashlight was to your fingers, you could make the the bunny really big or you could make the bunny really small. And so um, when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking that picture came to mind and I thought, are all the giants that we're really facing in life, are they real giants or are they just like that bunny that's on the wall? It's just a projection or a shadow of something that's really small, but the way that the light is angled and the way that it looks makes it seem a lot bigger than it really is. So I thought that would be something that we could start off our conversation for today. Yeah, so when you were saying that, I'm like, I think a lot of people's giants don't feel like bunnies. They probably feel like more like dinosaurs or gorillas or whatever. All right, well, I don't know how to make a a dinosaur or a gorilla with my fingers in front of a flashlight. No, but then I was thinking, I'm like, 
but sometimes I think those giants do look like they're friendly or they do look like they're not threatening. And so then we kind of keep them there too. So it just made me laugh. Like sometimes I get the sense of, or the understanding that, oh, the giants are these big, bad, ugly things and they're obvious, but sometimes I think they are like bunnies. And or then, like the Stay Puff Marshmallow yeah, Man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that can turn evil, right? Um, sorry, what, so your, what was your question again? So I, I was I I was talk well, I thought it, we could talk start the conversation by talking about whether a lot of our giants are significant mm. real giants or if they're really just more like that projection that's on the wall. It's a, just a shadow of a giant, or maybe it's a shadow of something that could be a giant, but really it's insignificant or it's something smaller. I think that's where, like, the enemy is so crafty in that. I think a lot of our giants are are rooted in things that might be real or feel real, but to the degree that we see them gets, you know, exaggerated or it becomes overwhelming. Um, I wouldn't say, well, personally, I know I've struggled with that a lot because of how anxious I can be because it just kind of puffs it up, right? And so then that shadow becomes huge, and that's what you think you're facing. Um, but I don't know if most of the time it does, but I know that almost like the more time you stay away from actually confronting it, I feel like the shadow gets bigger, mm-hmm. right? Because whether it's your thoughts or your flesh or temptations or things you hear from from others or things you hear from outside whatever, it, it only feeds into kind of like that shadow getting bigger or it could. And then you're, you kind of get in this place where that's the giant you're focusing on that you have to face rather than the, the actual problem or issue or, or piece of adversity. It could still be big and it could still be something that's daunting or in front of you. But I think we often make it bigger than it really is. And then it's almost like, we, we're giving more power to the enemy or to the opposing whatever y- you're you're facing and kind of damaging or, or or limiting ourselves in that way instead of looking at it like oh no it's actually you know just two fingers it's not that giant mm. thing on the wall you know it may come with things that my thoughts can go to these places or I could feel a certain way about that. That makes it feel like it's huge, but I actually need to, to focus on like the two fingers that are, that are in front of the flashlight. When, yeah, when you're talking about it in terms of the, the reality of uh, the situation or what the giant could be instead of the two fingers and the bunny, I got an image of a, of a spider. Mm. Right. And so it's like, if you, if the spider was crawling on the wall and the flashlight was shining on the spider, you'd see that the spider wasn't that big, right? Mm-hmm. But if the spider was on the flashlight yeah, and, the it proje- yeah. <laughs> and it was projecting <laughs> like, oh my the spider <laughs> on the wall, right? And and so, you know, there, especially if it was like a black widow or something, we should be, there is a certain level of fear or a certain level of caution regarding the spider. Mm-hmm. But depending on where the spider is, that really affects how we see it and how big we make it and how big... It, it seems. Yeah, when you were sharing too, Brad, it was making me question or ask, like, what what makes 
the giants in our lives become bigger than they are. Mm. And like one, I think one thing you said was ignoring them or just kind of, yeah, like not addressing it. Then it can seem like that can make it puff up or get bigger. And then I was thinking too that, um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. I had two other things. <laughs> I remember one of them, but okay, I'll just go with that one. Cause I, I don't remember the other one, but, um, <clears throat> Like when you were talking about the light um, of the flashlight, it can be the the well, you can you can think of the light as truth. Like in the Bible, light and, and truth go together. So if if there's little truth in our lives, the light is at a, an angle where it might project that image to be really big on the wall. Mm. But when the light gets bigger, like say if the sun is low in the sky. I was going to say, before we started talking about this, you uh, had given a picture of the like the sun setting. And I like that imagery better than the <laughs> flashlight for, for what you're talking about right now. I'm so, getting there. It's all coming back now. So. <laughs> so earlier when we were kind of prepping for the episode, Kyle had mentioned. Fine, just take over my story. It's fine. <laughs> Kyle had mentioned that uh, we were talking about like, the sun and the way that shadows are during the daytime, right? And so I thought he gave a cool analogy regarding the sun, so I'll let him take over. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so if the sun is low in the sky, some like a shadow can look huge, right? Like when you're a kid and, you know, the sun's setting and your shadow can be 20 feet down the sidewalk when you're walking down the sidewalk. But in the middle of the day, the sun is overhead, like your shadow is just right below you, and that's really more of the size of who you are. And so just relay, relaying that to truths in our lives, if we're holding on to God's truth and it's evid- it's uh, abundant in our life, that's like God's light shining down on top of us, and we're going to see things a lot more in the true perspective. But if the, God's truths are not very prevalent and we're not focusing on those, that's then the light is kind of fading or setting, and then that's going to make things look uh, bigger. Is that what you were talking about? Yes, that's okay. what I was talking about. <laughs> and I still haven't got the third thing, so if it comes back, I'll, I'll, I want to jump in. Yeah, you'll have a callback. It's yeah. all right. So kind of what you're saying is that it's important for us to understand the truths so that we can see things from the proper perspective and not the exaggerated huge spider on the wall uh, because it's really on the flashlight. And really what we want to see is the true size of what the giant could be. Yeah, I th- I think that we just need to be aware and in asking like what is the giant is a giant the size that I think it is and if not like what's making it that big like you said am I ignoring it am I not in the word enough so I don't have truth to highlight you know what's what the giant really is or you know things like that. I I think that's where I liked um I know, I know we're talking about Pastor Robert's message but going back to when Pastor Barry opened the series the first point was acknowledging the giant, mm-hmm. right? Like you see what you're going against. You see what you're, you're have to oppose or what's bothering you or whatever that giant is in your life. It's identifying it. And even it doesn't take away how difficult or how daunting it could be, but it could give you a more realistic view of what you're, you're being opposed by. Whereas if you don't identify it and you kind of ignore it or you get information from wherever you let your thoughts take over, you let your emotions dictate how you're going to view it, now you're not able to clearly identify what it is. And so it could be three times the size because you're adding all these extra things into Mm -hmm. it, right? And so I know for me personally, 
that's a struggle. And so, you know, I, I've had to learn to sometimes even ignore um, thoughts and and feelings that like are real and, and could feel true to the situation and instead, you know, kind of just hold on to more things of like faith and, and things that um, combat the ballooning of a, a giant or combat the feelings of it feeling even more overwhelming or, you know, combat certain things that I know at, in, in my human self and the ways that I might react or respond, it, it doesn't always help me in those situations. And so I, I really liked how Pastor Barry broke it down and I can see how, you know, some of those points illustrate the ways that we, we really do need to face the giants. So, okay, so one thing, I guess this is my turn since last time you guys both made confessions. <laughs> I guess it's finally Ooh. my turn to hey, do Hey, do, do, do we have a special music <laughs> for that? Or? Okay, so this is something that uh, I felt like the Lord shared with me recently, and he kind of, I, I, I think he was trying to call me out on this. Um, and it has to do with what we're talking about in terms of perceived giants and, and perceptions. So for me, um, one of my strength finders is ideation. And so I can come up with a lot of ideas really quickly in general. Um, but sometimes on the flip side, right, we talk about strength finders. Sometimes something can be your strength, but it can also be a weakness when you mm -hmm. go too far. Mm. So on the other side, I can also come up with all of the bad things that could happen in any situation. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when something happens or I'm supposed to do something or, uh, you know, I get the little whisper in my ear of something that could be uh, something to worry about or stress over, mm -hmm. then my ideation kicks in. It's like, well, if that happens, then this could happen and this can happen and this can happen. And then we're going to be homeless and we're going to be on the street and, you know. Uh, it can go. It can go pretty far, and and that that was something that I felt like the Lord had to highlight to me was that I was allowing one of my strengths to actually become a weakness because I wasn't seeking Him when it comes to uh, that strength, mm. right? And so I wasn't looking at things kind of like Kyle was saying earlier through the lens of truth. I was just looking at things through the lens of, well, this is my ideation kicking in, so I'm gonna allow it to keep going mm. instead of looking at it through the lens of truth. And so, yeah, a lot of times that has ha when that has happened, it allows some of these little tasks to balloon into something really big. So I'll give an example. This is a giant for me that I slayed this morning, I guess. Nice. Um, so <laughs> get that sword out. <laughs> so generally, I, personally, I don't like making phone calls to people or making appointments or things like that, <laughs> you know. And so uh, I generally yeah, I'd prefer not to do that. And probably because it's, yeah, I don't know. I let things blow up. And I think some of it is because, you know, when you call someone to make an appointment or something, it's like, do I have all the right information that I need? So today it was to make a dentist appointment for one of my kids. Or it wasn't a dentist. It was a referral to like a x-ray or something like that that my dent their dentist wouldn't do. So it's like, okay, what, what information do I need? I, do I have their... In insurance number do i have all the correct information do i have you know and i was i wanted to make sure i had all my ducks in a row and before i make this phone call so i would i'd been avoiding it for like i think three or four weeks and then 
uh, again, it's just like, well, what if I don't have this? What if I don't ask the right questions? What if I, and then, so I was like, again, I felt like the Lord was saying, you're allowing your ideation to kick in. Just mm. make the phone call. Mm. And then it was like the easiest phone call ever. <laughs> and I'd been avoiding it just because I, I didn't think, you know, I didn't think I had all the right information. I just wanted to make sure that everything was right, you know. And sometimes, you know, the Freedom Center has bad reception. It's like, oh, I don't know if I should call from the Freedom Center because then uh, what if we get disconnected or if, what if they can't hear me or what if I can't hear the Just all these different thoughts came into my head. So, um yeah, I think sometimes when we when we go to those places, we can allow some of these things that, you know, for other people it might seem like, well, why is that even a big deal? But for it us, just it a becomes bunny, a game. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Brett's looking at it like, oh, that's just a bunny. And I'm looking at it like, no, that's like a... That's, that was a gorilla. <laughs> that's the Godzilla-sized si- Easter bunny. No, but, I mean, yeah, I, I grew up with that those same things. It's... I don't have ideation, but I, I could go to those places super easy when I was a kid. I could, what if, what if, and then I'd stay up late at night and i have trouble going to sleep because my mind would start going. And Bro, I was afraid of Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then I keep having, I keep hearing God tell me, their job, this is their job. Their job is to answer your questions. So if you don't know what to say, that's their job to answer yeah. your questions. Yeah. So just make the phone call. And it's like, well, what if this, what if, so anyway, it ended up being just a little bunny and not this huge ordeal, and it ended up being working out just fine. But it's funny because I think even that kind of situation left unaddressed for long enough does become a huge thing, mm-hmm. and then it sinks into other areas, and it becomes like a there's a boulder there that you can't move. I mean, it's just it's interesting how when we don't, address things and we ignore and we just sweep it under the rug and ah that's not that big a deal or I'll deal with it later a lot of those things end up becoming like a lot harder to get rid of later mm-hmm. the in- the thing that came to mind that 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 um as you were sharing your story um was uh, in the analogy right we're talking about how the light shines on you know our fingers or a bug or ourselves outside with the sun and it, it casts like an image or it, it, it projects um, a shadow. And, and I realized that in a lot of times in facing the giants, what it also does is in a way shines the light back onto us and kind of reveals like things in our nature or who we are or how we respond and, and how we react or like things that we're scared of or um, things we're concerned about that, feed into i think the the giant shadow and i know in, in my case right the classic game of what if right mm-hmm. like i can do that too <laughs> struggling with like a lot of anxiety like i can i go to places and it feels like this situation has happened and it's like how like how did you even get that's not mm-hmm. even what's going on right but because of something i see whether it triggers me or it it makes me go to a place of, of thought and feeling like it's revealing in my heart like, oh, I feel insecure about this or I'm worried about this or I don't feel safe because of that. Where it's like none of that stuff has happened, mm. but whether it's you know a, a more physical or mental or emotional takeover that kind of takes you to this place, it, re- it revealed a lot in me that like, oh, I don't have 
like my identity is not as secure mm-hmm. in whatever because if I was secure, right? Like I look at David, if I was secure like David, mm-hmm. I kind of would have the right response or reaction in that moment. But instead I'm kind of like digging myself in a hole or I'm taking steps back or running away or I'm getting more scared of the giant. And so um, I, it just came to mind to me that like a lot of times when I, I feel like my giants are are getting their shadow cast. It also reflects onto me and reveals like things in my heart or in my head where I'm like, I, I probably weaknesses or things that that I'm unsure about or insecurities that I have. That it's like, oh, okay, those are the areas that I need to ask God to to really come in and help me with because those are the things that sometimes are making the giants bigger than they really need to be. Yeah, that that reminds me of something my my high school basketball coach used to always tell us it, it was it's only in adversity when your true character comes out. And so he would put us in situations where we would be playing against really, really good teams, probably way better than us to force us to face adversity so that we could recognize the areas that we need to improve or the areas that we're not strong in. And so that we can work on those and to, and to, to face those areas so that when the important games come later, when we are up against it again, that we we can see, hey, we've sh- shored those up. We've taken care of those things, right? And so for us, maybe that's something, a perspective that we can start to have is when we see some of these giants, the Lord allows them, not that he's putting them on us, but he allows them so that, you know, we could see the areas of character that God wants to strengthen or grow us even more. Kyle, what do you think? <laughs> hey, Brett just talked. I just talked. Now it's your turn. I'm, I thought you were going to transition to another one because I thought we could, and then I'm like, I didn't want to jump in your, <laughs> in your lane. So then, um, well, my so my thought was going towards the the knowing thing that we talked about earlier before we started about knowing. You know the truth, but do you know know the truth? Mm. Right, like, in, so you can. You can understand all this stuff in your head about facing giants and like, oh, I, I even see my giant. I've acknowledged it. It's there. I know it. And I know even that God gives me victory over it. But do you know it like ex- experientially and mm. do you believe it that way? I, so for those listening to the podcast this week, I'm going to be speaking this Sunday. And I'm, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. So nice. A little preview. Okay. I like that. So that <clears throat> John 8.32 is... Uh, know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm. So really truth is what we have to fight against our giants. The truth is what sets us free. But in that, in that passage, it's uh, the word know or to know or whatever it's in the Greek. It's actually, it's like an experiential. No, it's not mm. just know in your head. And it's actually, I think it's used in, I don't know, one of the gos- other gospels about, um, talking about Mary and Joseph, like they didn't have sex before marriage, but they didn't know each other. And so that knowing is meant to like, they didn't know them to each other intimately. Mm. So it's the same thing. Like you have to know the truth intimately. Like that's through experience, through trusting it and through like wrestling with it. It's not just, Oh yeah. They told me at church this week that that's the truth. And I know it. It's like, no, to, to get your giant taken down, you have to then take that and actually experience it. Looking forward to that message because I, I think that's uh, obviously I, I think a lot of people 
can can recognize certain things, but that's the next step, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes that could be the hardest step because, you know, as much as you might see a spider or a black widow, right? If we're going back to our analogy on the light, okay, well, you got to go kill it now, <laughs> right? Like you're just yeah. looking at it. Okay, I know it's there. I know it's not that big. Okay, so now what? Yeah. You know, right? It's like, okay, now what? It's still there. Yeah, because yeah, if you don't and it gets away, now you're like wondering, you're in <laughs> yeah. the room. You're like, I know it's here somewhere. Now I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to lay eggs in my yeah. ear. And, <laughs> and then what if? And then yeah. what if, right? Yeah, yeah but I, I, I really like that part. And I've, I think, grown to embrace adversity in that way because if you, if you trust and you want to know and you want to believe that God works everything for your good, then you have to be in times where it's not so good and see that God still works it for your good. Mm-hmm. And how that happens is sometimes you got to, you know, rely on God to slay that giant, to get around that obstacle, to run through the wall, whatever it is. Once you experience that, you could put that under your belt. And, and the next time that you're faced with something, it's like, no, I've experienced victory. I've experienced overcoming a giant. And so like it, it only gives you more confidence or Godfidence that you can continue moving forward in the next one, right? I think it gets harder too when you avoid one or, or you don't deal with one and then another one comes. It's like, okay, now there's two things in the way and then the, another thing. And now it's like you feel like you're going against a whole army of things and it, it, it can become overwhelming, yeah, I really like your analogy of um, the truth versus belief mm. or really knowing the truth. I, I, I really feel like that's a huge part for us as we move forward in our lives is that we really need to have opportunities to fully understand and believe the truth and not just know it in our head, right? Like the image that Pastor Robert gave on Sunday was, you know, we see a cockroach and we get scared by it and mm. it's like, Really, the cockroach should be scared of you, not you afraid of the cockroach. And and so <laughs> when we see some of these situations where we feel like they're giants, the other aspect is, well, do we know who's in us, mm-hmm. right? And we talk about who, uh, how are you, you? It's like, well, what makes me me? It's like, well, the Holy Spirit is in me. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any of these giants that I'm facing. And so are we given opportunities to have faith and trust and know that the Holy Spirit is in us and can overcome some of these giants for us? Or are we just looking at it from our humanly perspective? It's like, oh, this giant is so big, not recognizing that really we have the Holy Spirit with us and in us. Mm Kind of like that situation with the cockroach, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in our, uh, excuse me, in our Bible reading plan this week too, in Romans five, you know, it really, it's kind of like Brett, what you were saying, it's, it's a shift in, in perspective of battles and struggles are good because that's going to actually develop me. Like in Romans five verse three, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. We, we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. You know, so it's, but it's, you can't, you can't, it's hard, I say you can't, it's hard to get those things and that growth when you're viewing your situation as, 
a burden or a strife or just all just horrible. Just get it away from me. I just want to get through it instead of like, oh, this is going to be tough. But I know on the other end of it, there's going to be fruit and there's going to be, you know, blessings that um, are on the other side. Yeah. And this disclaimer, because, uh, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, I, I love dealing with <laughs> issues, and, but it's more like things are going to happen. Right. Right. Out of our control. And, you know, again, not that God gives us issues, but if if he allows things to happen and he, he gives freedom for our choices, things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so if you know things are going to happen, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily make it easy. It doesn't necessarily make it fun or enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But if you want to experience the victory or what God has for you on the other side, well, then are you going to like learn to, to, to battle through it and go through it and embrace it and, and, and figure out what God has for you in it? Or are you going to shy away? And, you know, unfortunately sometimes, yeah, it is, it is hard to do that. And we choose to shy away or whatever. And, um, I think sometimes the, the thing that repeatedly happens to us is the one where God's like, okay, like I'm giving you another opportunity mm-hmm giving you another opportunity or this is another opportunity. This is another opportunity. And so sometimes the issues that we have that we have to deal with for a lifetime are the ones that, yeah, maybe we aren't confronting it or embracing that, 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 that battle or that giant, like we should be. Yeah. It just, it reminded me of a, of a, or an example of what that looks like. Um, so I'm having my kids run right now. So oh, man. Good luck, Eli, Yeah, I know. Eli's, <laughs> Eli's going to do cross-country, so I've been asking Damon for tips and things like that, too. He's also motivating me to start running again more, too. So <laughs> Eli is not me. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting because just seeing a shift in Eli, especially like several months ago, just trying to get him, hey, okay, so disclaimer, I'm, I, I want him to do some sports in high school cause I, for a couple of reasons, especially his freshman year. I want him to meet people mm. and I want him to be part of a team in a high school setting and just after that, okay, just if you want to keep doing one or two, whatever, that's fine. So I, in the fall, he's going to do cross country and yes. not, not by choice, although <laughs> well, now he's actually starting to enjoy it. But um when we started running, we were just running like a mile and a half or so. And it was labor. You could see it on his body, on his body language. I mean, his feet were like heavy on the ground and it was like struggle and he didn't want to do it. I, I was making him do it. Um, once he started actually doing some practices with his teammates, his future teammates, he got to meet some kids and he started doing it and he just kind of had to keep up. Like he was like, well, if we're going on this group run, I just got to do it. And so he actually, the first run, he, he went like three or four miles, his very first run with them. And he had never gone more than two on it on when we were doing it. And those were like painfully, (laughs) like just, it was such a struggle. But then he came and he was like, yeah, my legs were sore, but it wasn't that bad. And but he actually was, ran really fast too. He ran faster than he normally runs for those three and a half than he would do on yeah, us too. Yeah, exactly. And then so like all these things, he's hitting these different hurdles, but because his perspective and his attitude has changed, he's actually able to do it so much better. So it's kind of the same thing. Like when, if we're just trying to get through these trials or get past this giant, it's like, it's, it can be so hard and so difficult. Yet if we have a right perspective, like, like you said, the, things are going to come and we're going to have to face things. But if we have a better perspective of like, I, I know there's, there's good that's going to come out of it. And might, I might not see it right now. I might not feel it, 
but I have faith that God will use it. Like God uses all things for his, for good, for those who love him. And if we have those kind of truths in our mind, then we can actually like get through it in a way that it's not going to like just beat us down to the, to the ground. Right. Amen, Kyle. There we go. <laughs> Got to throw in some running analogies for Damon. <laughs> keep him happy. Oh, so, but so the other one, so Ezra's doing soccer. And so I, just recently, I was like, okay, you got to start doing some training for your team. You got practices starting up. Same thing, like with him. It was horrible, and it was so painful. And I called him out on it. I said, hey, your brother went through the same thing. And when he shifted his attitude, it got so much better, and he didn't want to hear it. And he actually started, <laughs> he got mad at me. He was crying like I was hurt his feelings or was pushing him. But I said, okay, well, it's your choice. But the next time he went running, he, he shifted his attitude, and I saw it on his body language and everything. And after, afterwards, he was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. But before that, I mean, it's it's so funny how our minds can really affect things and make it make the giant look bigger, or it can actually be manageable. Maybe that's why in Romans, Paul says, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind," because mm-hmm. for us, our mind plays such a, an, a role in how we experience different things. Absolutely, that we do need our minds to be renewed, and that how that transforms us into different people. So next week, we are going to have a special guest. We're going to have Stephanie Hino, our children's ministry director, and she's going to come share a little bit on about our, to continue our series on facing the giants with how do we help our kids to face their giants. So be on the lookout for that. And until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.